Yeah, I just didn't put this one on my list at all just because it's I know these guys, they're my buddies. It's just not that much ska, so uh other that's the only reason otherwise. Oh, wow, gatekeeper. Try playing ska more, guys. <laughs> we love this music and we know what we are talking about. We've got opinions and we're not afraid to say them out loud. We already know if this is ska. Because this is Horn Pod. Horn Pod. Horn Pod. Welcome to Horn Pod, a ska podcast. I'm JJ, party as a verb, Loy, and I am joined by... Matt, in his 30s, still Wixen. <laughs> that's me. I'm still in my 30s for a couple more weeks. So that's my name. That's my name today. Hard to believe. Right? Can you... <laughs> I got my hair cut yesterday. Thank you all for noticing. And my, my hairdresser uh, was like, you are not turning 40. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you a bigger tip. <laughs> so I got that going for me. I look younger than 40. Hell yeah. I mean, it is uh, another year in the books, right, Matt? What a year 2023 is, huh? It wasn't great. <laughs> Honestly, though, I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I I feel like, like from where I started the year, there was no, I could never have predicted how my year would have gone uh that i would have released as much music as i released this year hell yeah that yeah even even some of them I, I don't think i would have could have predicted i would have attempted it, some of the music i attempted uh let alone got connected to a couple of projects that i got connected to a lot of weird positive things started coming together for me in music in a way that like nothing's come together for me in music in like a decade <laughs> that's true yeah you you've had a very good musical year that's for sure yeah um, and you've kind of like laid some groundwork for, for some future cool stuff. Yeah. I've already got stuff coming like down the pike for the next year. And I might be planning on playing shows next year as well. Maybe with a band, like a, somebody else's band, like behind me. I don't know. Well, I've been, I've been talking. Eyebrows. Try, interest. Interest. These hoes are trying to drag me out of retirement. Speaking of music, speaking of the year, uh, that's that's what we're what we're here to do, right, Matt? We sure are. It's the time of year where we listen to tens of thousands of ska songs, uh, so that we can speak authoritatively about which best el which were the best albums of 2023. And as we have in years past, we've used the list from one Mr. Cody Freedom. Freedom. And so, as we did last year. We're bringing Cody Freedom back to talk about this list he's created. Hello. Hello. What's up, Cody? Welcome back. How How's your year been? My year's been all right. Uh, getting back up on those uh, stilts like you, I guess. I don't know what the Ooh. thing I'm saying is, but... Uh, <laughs> We're getting back up on those stilts in 2024, baby. Yeah, better than last year, yeah. Good to hear. Better than last year is not bad at all. All you yeah. can do is better. Uh, but we also wanted to have extra input. Uh, I think part of the reason, well, let's not let's not go too far into it. We wanted to have extra input. We wanted to get some more um, <laughs> depth into the taste uh, because I think that JJ and I know that we overlap a little bit in a way that isn't the most mainstream of ska tastes. I think, and or the most. I, I would agree. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, and like, 
this, I don't know, this year we had some difficulties. I had some difficulties and I'm like, I feel like this list is not going to be indicative of ska tastes very well. And maybe it's always been the case of our show, but I'm a little bit more <laughs> aware of it. Uh, and so like we wanted to have somebody else that was engaging with music that maybe we hadn't been. And so we've got another guest. It's uh blogger, Dane Jackson. Dane, welcome. Hello. Thank you. How was your year? It was, uh, it was interesting. It was, um, I'm in my forties and I have a two year old. So getting back on the horse of, of being a parent and uh but yeah i know it's just like you with uh with music i feel like as the year has gone on i've been getting more uh involved with the the writing side of music you know i've got people making banners for me um yeah people inviting me on podcasts uh this is my first podcast actually so mm. this is a podcast debut um cool i, I heard uh <laughs> um on Aaron's In Defense of Scott podcast today, I, he used me for his wrestling questions because he was interviewing someone who really liked wrestling. So it was just, it's been a weird week. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that he mentioned that you were mentioned in like the, the notes promoting that. I was like, that's very cool timing. And it was also right after I made a, a Scott wrestling meme. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Everything's working out. Um, tell us about uh, the blog that you write. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, uh, I'm one of the writers on Bearded Gentleman Music. And I'm basically the ska guy. I'm really the only person on the on the site that likes ska. <laughs> so um, during the pandemic, I did a lot of writing uh, for them, and now I'm I'm really focusing more on doing a monthly column so I can hit more uh, more releases and make sure that I I talked about mostly it's mostly ska, and I also do uh, punk and then just you know you know I like hip hop and some other things too. So other junk, other junk. That's right. So other that's why junk. it's ska punk and other junk. Yeah, because I'm a dad, so I like the dad puns. Well, welcome to I, both of you, and thank you for for I don't know. Well, thanks. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I I was thumbing through um some some of your old Scott Punk and other junks uh, today, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a really cool thing you're doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna start following that uh, well, awesome. a thank lot you. closer. Yeah, I will say uh, Vinny was impressed by your mention of the chummy tones indirectly. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, a lot of people that I, I, I randomly just started an Instagram page for for the blog and, you know, people that I would never have expected to even know who I am are following me. And it's 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 interesting, you know, like Hell yeah. you know, Vinny's there and, you know, the Mephiscopheles is following me. And it's just it's just weird. All these bands I listened to as a kid and teenager. <laughs> it is weird when like. Because like I, I assume that you, if you're in your 40s, you've probably been listening to ska for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, so like a lot of these, a lot of these bands, I assume, are probably like people that you've at least had in your head for decades. And it's wild. Like it's, I mean, it's been a while for me, but like it's, it's wild when it, when you become somebody that's not just an anonymous person in the crowd, and like those yeah. people know you now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. And then I know, you know, going around, going to shows around here, you see the same people you know, show after show. So I'm starting to actually interact with people that, in Michigan too, because I usually I just kind of stay away and listen to the music and go home. But breaking out of my shell, that's the story of 23. There you go. Yeah, nice. I mean, I just hear you supporting both sides of the scene, you know, getting word out and going out. So, you know, that's all you can ask for. Yep. So what we asked you all to do, your task, was to make a top 10 list 
your top 10 albums, ska albums, however you defined ska of 2023. How did you guys find this task? Fun, enjoyable, difficult, grueling? <laughs> did it age you? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I was I was already doing it because I'm I'm writing my uh, my top 23 of 23 list. So it was uh, right. it was fun to just hone in on one part of the one part of the of the article so I can really just pay attention to the ska part for, for a little bit. But, yeah. uh, but no, it was good. And actually doing this list, I, I added some folks and I actually changed some of the orders too. So, you know, I got, I got, uh, I got a bigger listen to, to some, some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to see where your ska stuff falls on the bigger list after this, you know, but, uh, you know, I think this year, maybe I'm just tooting my own horn. But uh, I think my prediction from last year was kind of right, where it was like a lot of smaller EPs and singles, and it seemed like a lot more LPs. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't predict live records, but I guess it makes sense with the recording processes that were set up during the pandemic. But I think it was a lot harder just because there was more like substantial chunks of stuff that you had to go through for full records instead of like a bunch of EPs and like 25 records or so that really we were going through mm -hmm. just, just a lot of good stuff on a lot of in general releases but yeah i didn't really keep up with it that much uh throughout the year i don't think as much as i usually do i more crammed it in at the end this year instead of last year i more consumed throughout the year like i i know that like in january i start a list that I'm going to just start adding, you know, the albums that I'm going to want to pay attention to by the end of the year. Like my 2023 list was started in January of this year. But yeah, like I didn't really start thinking about placing stuff on that, like placing stuff in a ranking until maybe October. And like since between October and now, it's like my top 10 realistically is probably like 18 albums. <laughs> like it was it was very difficult to yeah. to narrow it to only 10 like oh, 12 would have been a blessing uh but like i'm like i want to make sure that i'm reflecting as much of the world as possible like i don't and it's not that like it's, i'm not trying to prove anything or anything but like i don't want to have an overabundance of american music uh when there's so much incredible music in latin america and europe and asia everywhere you know um, and I still don't know if I was successful in what I ended up with, but how'd you find making the list this year, JJ? I, I would say the thing I noticed more, um, I, I feel like usually when we do these shows, I complain that a lot of stuff is unlistenable and like that we have to sort through like so much like garbage that I, that I can't stand. And there, there wasn't a lot of that this year. It was, it was a lot of higher bar stuff i don't think i really noticed that until you just said that but i think you're right um that did the amateur shit just was not quite represented as hard <laughs> or or amateurs are just better <laughs> than they were oh you know what that's a more positive way of looking at it i like that yeah the the, the amateurs have, have grown <laughs> oh my god well maybe it also was because there was more lps too made it harder to find the other stuff well okay so that's the other thing is that there was a lot of yeah. stuff that was like obvious standouts to me there was like kind of like 16 to 20 records that i was like okay well these are the contenders you know and um, that's not usually the case either. I usually kind of have a hard time filling out my 10. Don't feel too strongly about like the bottom three. Um, 
No, I really had to kind of like really play with it and make some decisions. And, right. Uh, because it, even though there were some obvious things, I had to really, you know, like play around. Okay, so like we're going to we can get into top tens, but like just for instance, like mustard plug is on a couple of people's lists. It's not on my list. But like, I'm glad that we're talking about mustard plug in 2023 because it's been so long since there's been a mustard plug record. And like they they didn't fuck anything up. It's fine. They they did great. Like they they understood the assignment. They they pushed their boundaries a little bit. But like, I'm I'm glad that we like it's important for that to be recognized. And and we didn't put them on either of our lists. I think JJ, and like, yeah, I wasn't to. too crazy about it. But I I respect I respect the mustard plug album. But yeah, I, I think for 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 me, um, you know, I, I I start building this list in January. You know, as soon as the year hits, I have a 2023 folder. And I messed with it all year and things, things that I liked in January, I might not like in April anymore. So they go away. And mm-hmm. I, I just hyper, I hyper focus on this thing. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, being an older person with a, with a, a young child, a lot of the things in that Michigan. I chose in Michigan, right. Um, yeah. You'll see that too. Um, a lot of the things that I chose really reflect how I'm feeling and how they help me get through things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for instance, with mustard plug, you know, a lot of that album was about, you know, getting older and friends yeah. going away. And, you know, so for me, it was more about the feeling of the album versus over oh, the yeah. quality like, of the album. The, the mustard plug record, like to their credit, I don't, we couldn't, we should have probably waited until we put made this list. until until we started talking in detail, but since it's already here, um, like to their credit, like they absolutely wrote the album they should be writing at this stage of their careers. And like they've written an album that shows their aging with their fans, their fan base, at least the core of their fan base. Like they're still obviously attracting new young fans, but like that's not an album for them. That's an album for people our age. Yeah. And uh like I said, like they they don't sound tired. Like they sound like they're still full of inspiration, and they still really exactly they still care about making a mustard plug record. And like that's really cool that there's still bands making mature ska punk records. Yeah. Personally, every record gets better from them, I think. And this one may be more so 100%. powerful, like like Dane's saying, in the uh, the lyrical content, because I, I think it matched up with a lot of the uh, like mental health stuff that I've personally been working through and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Well, okay, so I think it's interesting that you guys are talking how you connect to it on a songwriting level, because that was one of my other observations of kind of um something i something i see in my list too is that uh strength of songwriting in fact i swapped out one of my records at the last minute because well not last last minute but uh uh i changed my mind at some point because uh one one record had like stronger songwriting and i i I really feel like that's kind of the vibe this year is uh it's 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 good lyrically you know yeah (laughs) in a lot of ways i've also been thinking lately like what what do i mean when i say i like something like when am I when I'm making a list? Like how does something yeah. end up on my list? And I think that like for me, partly because of just my my own experiences as a creative person, like I 
probably value novelty more than a lot of listeners. Um, like there's like if if there's a ska thing that like I've never heard anything like it before, because I've heard so much ska, if something really sticks right. out, like I'm like, oh shit, what's this? And like I feel like sometimes that kind of stuff gets uh a little overweighted when I'm ranking things. Uh you know, which is like <laughs> I haven't even like I haven't even read my list yet, and you're calling me out already. Well, I think I took that into consideration more from last year when that was the the comment was that there was really nothing pushing the the boundaries of ska. It seemed like there's nothing oh, super experimental, and I think yeah. that maybe what you're saying is that there seems to be a little more of that this year. There's a little more peeking through the the boundaries. So there's some stuff that is just like so novel, like on my list. It's like that's the only reason it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what were you trying to say matt not to put words in your mouth no but there's also i mean there's there's all kinds of other like ska punk lately like i mean it's been years that like ska punk feel like it feels too easy you have to do more with it to me uh but there's so many ways you can do more and like there's been interesting like ska rock ska punk ska core records this year that like all over the place uh, there's been really interesting, like just trad records. There's a lot of sky jazz that we're going to be talking about on these lists. Like it's a very wide, broad collection of records that we're we're all stoked about. And it's I don't know that th- it feels really good. This this collection yeah. of of records yeah. this I'm year. I'm feeling good about 2023 sky for sure. Um, maybe less sky jazz than recent years. I feel like there's been a real uptick since we started tracking this on our show matt and um maybe not as much like still plenty but i still got like half <laughs> you you man yes you've got a scott jazz list <laughs> all right maybe we should go over these if we're going to talk about them huh? yeah why don't we just hit the lists now huh? <laughs> all right we're just teasing at this point <laughs> yeah dane why don't you lift up your skirt first there we go <laughs> so we're just doing uh Go one through ten, or are we, all, are we all doing ten first? Or just read ten? Just read a list of ten albums, artist right. and title, and we'll all each right. make. We'll each go around the corner here, around the table, around the corner. That's where Fudge is made. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with uh, the band Dirty Notion. Their new album, uh, False Hearts or False Starts and Broken Hearts. Um, it's been a while since they've recorded anything, and you know I know Scott's doing stuff with the Traders, so you know it was really good when I when I found out that Dirty Notion was back with a new album. It was it was exciting uh, to me, and because I've always been, you know, I've always been a fan of of that band, and because it seems like all of the bands that have Scott in them or Eric Abbey in them. They all kind of rotate and change members and always open for the slackers. So I mean Eric I, I, also I, used to be in the dirty notion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was the drummer, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so it's 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 it was for me it was like uh, you know, a nice slice of uh, of my uh my teenage years or my my twenty something years, you know, getting to hear an old friend come back and reunite. Uh, but yeah, you know, Scott sounds as good as ever. You know, I, I really like his, you know, his, his gravelly, you know, whiskey toned voice and He's got a nice blend of uh, trad ska and, uh, and, and reggae. 
And the Dirty Notion were the only local band that played at my wedding. There we go. Along with Chris Murray from my shirt and King Django from my compilation series and Dr. Ringding. <laughs> yeah, wow. the only band, though. The only band. <laughs> so much royalty. I know. Well, I guess a doctor's not really royalty, but to, in, oh. in the Scott world, he is. <laughs> uh, next, we've got... Uh, we go to the world of Crack Rock Steady with Public Serpents. Uh, their album, The Bully Puppet. pigs lie and it was just you know pure catharsis anthem i can imagine what it it would be like live and that got me to listen to the whole album and you know i haven't really listened to a lot of uh, you know crack rock steady in general lately um you know i'll listen to like escape from the zoo that's more like the like the crusty ska but i haven't listened to to crack rock steady in a while and it was it was good to public serpents was one of the ones i really enjoyed I feel like this record is like possibly the high water mark for Crack Rock Steady so far, right? Like, yeah, it's really good. That and there was like a noise complaint record from like four or mm. five years ago that they, they just keep adding a little bit more of punk rock and Scott Punk vibe to it than less of the choking victim aspect. To, and I think it kind of makes it sound really good. Yeah. A little bit of sugar for the medicine yeah. <laughs> or, or what have you. You just take that leftover crack and you put it in the spoon and now you got what we got now. That's right. Um, up next, up next, I've got a power up just devils. This one just blew me out of the way, uh, out of the water in terms of what it was. I didn't necessarily necessarily know what to expect. I've heard a couple of their songs before, but um, you know they did they did a song with Dissidente. They have a song on there with um, with Ephraim from Death by Stereo. So you know, the, just the whole album was great. Um, really hard, a lot of hardcore metal, um, some ska parts. Um, I would I don't know. If, I mean, I guess it's ska core in general, but to me, it was just. Um, I haven't heard Scott Core like that in a very long time. And I think that, you know, five, ten years down the road, people are gonna start looking up to power power up as their inspirations and we're gonna see a lot of a lot of bands that have spawned from from power up in terms of being inspired by them. this power up record nothing has ever sounded like the flaming tsunamis to me like this record sounds like the flaming tsunamis but it's like that is also leveled up a little bit more like obviously polished up a little bit but also i think that there's a lot more like crazy melody and just everyone's so good in the band everyone's so talented yeah and I mean, there's a lot of Folly influence, which TFT was like Folly, but didn't 
have influence from Folly. Like they didn't play that fast, like no effects skate punk kind of shit that Folly did or the melodic hardcore kind of stuff that, that Folly did. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of... But then you get like, Aaron's little math rock vibe in there occasionally too. Like, Yeah, I, I there's... I mean, I'm going to read my list eventually. This is also on my list. Um, I, I was just very floored by this record. Uh, oh, yeah. The the quality of the production is incredible. Um, like it's just an incredible it's an incredible sounding metalcore record that just also is a ska record. Like com compared to the versions of these songs that were recorded in the past, just the whole frequencies being like it's so big and metal in that sound. It's like, like yes, like, like it sounds like this record is like a Dolby like movie theater where their last record was AM radio. Like. They've they've leveled up, they've powered and, up. And I think and, and I, I think it, I think it will also help um, Scott Punk International too. I mean, you know, looking at him, he started as a as a podcast and now he's a label. And you know, I think something that blew up so fast, like Power Up, and was so popular, uh, I really I'm I'm excited to see what he's got up got up his sleeve for next year, just because of you know because of power up really I mean, I mean they've got a handful yeah. of bands that are doing well and like oh, last yeah. year hans gruber and the diehards mm -hmm. uh had a killer record on scott punk international and i know that that's been like i'm pretty sure that that's the label's best seller so far um well, the sergeant is, scagnetti record's pretty good too i don't know how it sold sold compared to hans gruber but i, yeah. I mean that's it, it could get to there potentially yeah um, that, that one is on my uh, that one is on my honorable mention list for the top ten, but it is spoiler alert. It is on my top twenty three of twenty three that gets published next week. Sergeant Scagnetti yeah. uh, almost made my top ten as well. Um, they were they were in the top ten less than a month ago, and they got you they were got really praising them throughout the year. I wasn't praising them throughout the year. I oh. I, I shouted them out a little bit. Is all okay. The album didn't okay. even come out until like September. So okay, well, I shouldn't say throughout the. I just remember. I just remember before we started looking at this list. I remember you talking about them uh, highly. I did heap some praise. I think the record is great. I think that it's. I think it like for a also for a band that hasn't made a record in twenty four years or whatever. Like that's that's a wild comeback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're fun live too like the fact that they get all the kids involved in the, the crowd mm -hmm. is so so cool uh, i mean they, that, that that band is so supportive of the entire scene mm -hmm. um you know every random post i'll see someone from from sergeant scagnetti just liking it or retweeting it or you know offering up insight it, it to me it feels like the the scene overall is getting a lot more close in terms of trying to help each other and not as not 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 being as competitive with each other anymore. God, how far have we gotten into your list? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I think we're halfway, right? Um, okay. Up next is is mustard plug. Um, we talked a lot about mustard plug, so I can I can zoom on by. Um, but after that, I've got a punch up from the Prize Fighters. Minnesota band to me I, I mean I love their, their their previous album it was amazing and this one is just light years ahead of the previous album in terms of you know song lyric content production um, you know it's you know really a lot of the bands that these are the, their follow-up albums they've completely done 
light years better than their their old their old albums in terms of quality. And same thing with the Prize Fighters. I mean, they did, they got a lot more got a lot more political this time. And you know, being in Minnesota with George Floyd, I know it's 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 uh you kind of have to be uh, mm-hmm. take a stand. And it it felt refreshing to to hear them um, becoming a little more political. But yeah, I think this is the this is the best thing they've done uh, since they since they've been a band. No, I've liked this band for a very long time. Like I can probably I've liked this band as long as they've been a band because I think I've known some of these people since before they were in the Prize Fighters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I absolutely agree. This is this is the best they've done yet, and I think it's so cool that it's like they they write political songwriting like classical protest songs, not like punk sloganing. And and as a person that listens heavily and is influenced by a lot of like 60s protest music, I'm like, these guys are like, they're coming from it from the same place that I'm coming from this. And so like they're like the the song sounds, the songs remind me more of Pete Seeger than like Dead Kennedys or something like that. Yeah. And they also come at it with this like respect to the genre. Like Aaron knows so much about. Yeah all the different styles of ska music and the history of it. And then even uh, his partner knows a lot more about the background of like the specials, rude girl dancer and everything like that. But uh, they don't seem like condescending about it. Mm-hmm. And they do a take of it that, you know, it does have this like Beatlesy feel to it instead of like more of a old school, like we put one microphone in the thing kind of thing. Like right. it, it it's its own thing, but also heavily respecting the, the, the genre that it comes from, you know? Like, yep. I think that they're a band that, I mean, we t- we talked with them on this podcast about exactly this. But, um, like, I one thing I appreciate about them is, like, is they have that depth of knowledge and, like, they try to play ska specifically. Like, they don't treat it like a broad thing. They they nail it because they know how to, they know what they're listening to. And they pay attention to it, and they recreate it well. <laughs> yep. Like, there was one song on this record that I was like, if any other band was playing this with all the parts going at the same time, it would be discombobulated, but they did it all somehow right. Like, Yeah, they're, they're so tight. Yeah, some of the, the horn melodies and the lyric melodies just are so uh, great. And I'm pushing in on these two, because I'll just skip over them on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. And and then uh, fine way to do it. Up next is my uh, my third Michigan band. I think I think third uh, last Michigan band. So thirty percent of my list is Michigan. Jane of Arm on the Traders. Yeah! Another band that I've been listening to since they started. Um, you know, kind of seeing them go from like the the whole raga core uh, ska punk uh, to what they're doing now. Again, their songs are really good. And, and if you if you like Jay, um, you know he's he's a lot more political about things. So there's a lot of politics there. Um, you know, a lot of the things I've liked. It's it's really it's it's politics, mental health, and <laughs> for my list <laughs> and getting old. <laughs> you know, you know, but Love it. The, my ten albums are all about politics, getting old, and, and mental health. Um, like what else is there honestly right yeah. <laughs> everything else is for children i don't know we're exactly. we're, we're grown-ups now <laughs> yep exactly but yeah so but yeah the trainers um 
I think it's probably again everyone's punched up. This is their best album yet. So the next person I have on my list is Common Sense Kid. Yeah. He's a guy who really didn't do anything in terms of music. He he learned it all uh, when COVID started, and he had, couldn't leave his house. I mean, he learned how to play guitar. He learned how to do production. He, he learned the melodica and making beats. Everything that he did, he, he learned within that year. And he, he put out an EP last year that was really good. Um, but this year, he had a, a full album. And, you know, it's, it's, it's self-deprecating. It's got a... You know, it's got a lot of uh, jungle bass and EDM and, and uh, techno, a um, little bit of a two-tone special uh, flavor every now and then. Um, and then, of course, Scott Punk. Um, but yeah, I've he, he is he's one of my favorite discoveries of the last couple of years, just because of you know how fresh he is, and you know he's he's looking he's looking at things from a different way, and he's learning as he goes, and you know just like with everyone else he's getting better every time he does new music just because he's still learning i mean i, I saw him the other day on twitter buying a brand new keyboard so you know he's 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 leveling up too um but yeah i really like his music um yeah what did you, you think know, some... about this record jj did you hear it yeah i just i i i mean it kind of reminded me of that vibe that you were you were getting uh, in your early days this just kind of like um <laughs> amateur but 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 like listenable like like do, like doing something uh worth worth hearing I mean, you know honestly like when i when i heard that record and i liked it a lot as well and i was kind of surprised to like it but one of the things that i noticed was, was like man this kind of reminds me of me a while ago <laughs> <laughs> and, and not in a way that like i think i'm even an influence i think it's like i've i've been a fan of some of the same things he's a fan of but it, it was like man this this if this works, I guess I was ahead of my time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes the best way to come up with something new is to work on it with, you know, not as much knowledge on the instruments that you're playing and learning as you go. You know? yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that there's a lot to say about like a, a beginner's like viewpoint or approach to something like, I think that if I were to start a metal band, I would be, we would be a very interesting metal band because I don't fucking listen to metal. Yeah, so after uh, after that, I've got uh, Omnigon against the rest. Omnigon is uh, Adam Davis. Formerly of Link 80, um, again he's another another guy that you know he was he started he started Omnigon you know after he, he played a, he played a reunion show that was one of the Asian Man Records reunions and Link 80 uh, joined back up and reunited for the show and realized how much he missed doing it so um, here comes Omnigon and you know he's he's in the same age bracket that i'm in so his music is very um very ge geared towards uh my particular interests right now long hair and beards yeah yeah that too um, 
But like, uh, you know, on his first album, he had a song called Obituary, and it was, you know, don't let your obituary uh, describe you as ordinary. So I, I started thinking about that, you know, you know, being in my 40s and realizing I'm probably at the top and starting to head down, you know, what do I still want to do? And, you know, his album was really kind of a kick in the ass to, you know, stop sitting on the on the bench and just go do it because you only get one chance. And, you know, and then I just, I've always... your chance to blow. This opportunity comes. That's right. Do, do, do. Yeah, so that's why I picked Omnigon. Sorry, Plus, everybody. I'm... We had to get Michigan on it for a minute. That's right. Well, I'm done with my Michigan stuff, so you have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and I'm, I've always been a fan of Link 80, so, you know, I'm any band that's adjacent to bands I really like, I, I usually am um, a fan of. Uh, and then the next band, this is my number two album of the year. Um, the number two Sky album of the year is a band I didn't know existed until uh, I got my uh, Bad Time Records record club in the mail. And that's the Pomps. Um, so bottom of the Pomps. This album was, you know, like you mentioned earlier, someone who's doing uh, experimenting and trying to do new things with, with ska music and you know i really like the you know it's you know synth 80s new wave indie yeah. power pop uh you know also talking about you know raising families and being being older <laughs> theme another theme for me there uh but yeah it was just uh, the pomps completely uh surprised me and i didn't stop listening to it from the beginning of the year all the way until now so it had to get on my list. Oh man, like I love the Pomps. Nobody sounds like the Pomps. Nope. Nobody sounds uh, like they're the they're also on my list. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they're on my short list. They're on my short honorable mention list. But yeah, they're uh, no no one's doing what they're doing, and I think it's the you know it's makes sense. It's something that you it's something that should be more common. I feel like like it's almost more of that like eighties Elvis Costello vibes that you think yeah. would be more in ska. Yeah. Right, but haven't been as much like they went the other way with the two tone and not that direction. I, I, I yeah, feel like lately, the pumps lately. the pumps have been around for a little bit now, but mm -hmm. this record being on Bad Time really raises their profile, I think, and I'm I'm excited to find out what what their popularity, like just what their broader audience is going to do to the Scott scene because I think it's really this is definitely something that people can latch onto and steal and take into another oh. direction from, like from where they are right now. And like, I feel like they've opened up a whole new possible path for ska. Um, how cool is it the bad time put this out though? It is honestly, I would. I, That's kind of growth too, right? I was surprised that this came out on bad time because this does not seem like the kind of thing that they were, you know, kind of making their their thing you know but it's the it's the it's the big d in the kids table bass or guitarist so i mean mm -hmm. right right so and now now uh, uh exponential is also representing big d so maybe that was kind of in the cards to help you know help everyone out over there a lot of bad times record is uh gaining some help from this connection that you know is just great in general like we're saying we're surprised but I think it's about time they pulled something out of their sleeve and you know right like it's 
like we all know that Scott can be all these kinds of things. So like it, it's it's cool that Bad Time is like finally like okay, like we'll we'll show we'll showcase some of that, you know. Yeah, here's a new thing, and then here's a mustard plug all in the same year. Like <laughs> oh, that's right, mustard plug too, right? Yeah, mustard plug yeah. Bad Time. And, okay, and, so and, like yes, I'm gonna call it growth, growth on Bad Time's part this yeah, year. Yeah, and the Jay Navarro record. That's bad yeah. time. Half of my list is bad time records. Spoiler. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, okay, I only got okay. one more person left on the list. But yeah, I think in the past, bad time records was, uh, you know, really focused on just being ska punk. And now it's it's branching out a little bit more. I mean, there's definitely some ska punk in every band that they've got, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more. And honestly, you know, you know the Pomps was a big surprise for me. Um, but also, um, Mustard Blood was a surprise to me, too, because I didn't expect them to pick up, you know, you know, what would be defined as a legacy act. Legacy, yeah. I don't know. We're to focusing be honest, on like, a lot of newer bands. It it seemed like I mean it it was a little bit of a surprise, but I was like, ah, they got them. They fucking did it. Bedtime did it. Like right. that yeah. seems right. like that was that was like mustard plug's got to be one of the prizes for them, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, um, I had a I had a feeling that they would sign to Bad Time just because mustard plug of all the older bands. Um, they're one of the ones that are more supportive of the new bands. They've always and stayed engaged like, with the younger scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad that 2023 was kind of like the year of mustard plug for for a lot of people because they've always been one of my favorite bands. So I'm happy when, for them. When you're from Michigan, yeah. mustard plug, no matter where you live in Michigan, is like your local band. Like yep. you can you have the opportunity to see them eight times in a year if you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Suicide Machines and Mustard Plug. And then uh, uh, last but not least, my number one album, uh, another bad time record, uh, Flying Raccoon Suit, uh, Moonflower. I just, I adore this band so much. There, there are some bands where you just kind of latch on and just want the best for them no matter what. And I just think that as, as a group and as people, they, they deserve the world. Um, you know, they're, they're really smart songwriters. Um, you know, Jess and Andrew write some really good songs. Um, they don't shy away from like the dirty parts of the of, of living. Um, you know, it's, it's about, you know, there's a lot of mental health uh, stuff going on in there. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, getting through it and moving on to the next thing and, you know, trying to live your life. Um, and they really just, they, they play with the genre so much, you know, at one time you'll hear some like big band and then you'll hear some like Delta blues or some, you know, Gulf shore, like dirty R and B. Um, and then there's lots of indie and prog rock and math rack and, and then the drummer rips the solo on the metal part in the eighth track. Like the, that song, the long shot was nuts. You know, he, he wrote that whole song. I mean, the, the drummer, the, his name is, uh, it's Curly. He, he also produced the album and did the recording. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Curly did, Curly did the whole thing. Um, and that song, you know, he took lead vocals and just, you know, that, that amazing, just growl. I, I just love that song's great. Yeah. I, this band was not on my list, um, but I listened to this record a couple of times because I saw you, your uh, review was one of the reasons I listened to this multiple times, actually, Dane. Um, but like I, enough people were talking about this that I'm like, this seems like a record I need to digest, at least, even if I'm not loving it. And what I do love about this is it's produced incredibly. Like, it sounds incredible for all that they're doing They're because they do, like you said, like they're, they're playing like 30 different genres. Uh 
within ska punk. Like yeah, well then even Andrew's playing like thirty instruments too. Well, sure. Yeah, like like they they are blending stuff in a way that almost a lot of bands would make it work a lot worse. Like they're making a lot of things blend well. They're able to play ska and metal with like equally like tight precision. Like you can't. There's. It's a weird. It's a weird band that can do that, and it's very impressive yeah. that they pulled it off and like made it sound so like bright and catchy. Like all of it like works yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're a special band, and I I I, I want them to you know get out of mississippi and be able to tour the world yeah i got to see them on their last tour and that's how they uh i you know they were on my radar a little bit before and some of those songs i thought were hit or miss but then i listened to this one and it's i feel like the first half of it was a little more ska part and then the second half is a little more ska core and the second part mm -hmm. took me by surprise yeah it, like it's all so heavy and hard i was like whoa it, it sneaks up so on you I, that's why it got added because i wasn't expecting the ska core and then it, they completely brought it and i was like yeah. this is it's, it's so a good I mean, I, I, like you, it does they doesn't you can't tell from the beginning of it that it's going to go some of these places yeah i mean that that first track um that first track is very like uh New Orleans and you know the the burlesque New Orleans and then it goes right into it. I'm a big fan. I like that you know they're they're 100 DIY. They recorded in house. Did, Curly's got his own recording setup. He does the production. They all get together to write. You know Andrew does like 100 instruments. It's great. And this one they just basically came up to Mike with. They did it all and then we're like, here's a record if you want. And that you yep. know, so that was uh, cool. You know, I think Power Up's drummer is also the producer of that band, or the, at least the engineer of that band. So I guess shout out to producer drummers, twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. And Travis Barker did the Blink one eighty two album too. Well, every, everybody's a winning drummer this year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was your ten, right? So that's my list. That's my that's my ten. Nice list, I gotta say. Solid Thank list. You. Yeah, I mean. I, I I definitely uh, I definitely skew more towards ska punk than than more uh, traditional stuff, but um, the traditional stuff I do listen to, um, I really enjoy. Yeah, that's yeah, why we needed you on. I don't I think any I, of the like two Tony stuff made it from my second list to my main list. So, oh uh, yeah, no, I've, from your from your short list. Like I think it's more the same as like Scott core and then the, the jazzy stuff too. So yeah. All right, yeah, Cody, hit us. All right, so I guess continuing on the metal, weird metal vibe stuff, uh, I'll shout out my my homies from Florida with the Chilled Monkey Brains record. Uh, yeah, that album is called Back to the Mud. They do that. They do a type of metal that I don't hear at all in Scottcore. It's like yeah. more straight up, like cock rock metal type of vibe, <laughs> not just like hardcore metal. You know, yeah, not metalcore. It's, it's not hardcore. It's just like look at me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, glammy more. It's and like, then it's like, like headbanging ska. Nice. Yeah, and I think they did some interesting stuff with the first song with the the play on words and then the, the little melodies they'd bring in from this little nostalgic things and uh, that was such a cool trick like I'm I'm kind of mad at them because it's like, like I kind of wish I'd done something like that I wish literally 
I've never heard somebody do that with Scott and like good for them for for pulling that off with that little medley kind of action just ripping into other people's songs in the middle of their song. Oh yeah. No, I think they did it like they do a really good job in this one uh I think brings a little bit it goes a little bit back from the metal and brings a little bit more of the sky in but they still do it real real good. My next one is Los Guaranabana, Guanabana. I'm not sure. Uh, they're from Mexico. It's a ska jazz band with a whole bunch of other uh, things thrown in there. Uh, this one just really caught my ear because it was uh, like has the saxophone player that just kept ripping hard the whole time. made it extra catchable to me as a saxophone player and then i listened to it even again today and i was like yeah this, this just has good flow and everything a band that i wouldn't have ever heard of other than uh making this playlist that album was level. actually um that album was on my list for a while until i started really getting deeper into your list and i'm like this is not going to make this isn't going to make the 10 but like i listened to that record a couple times and like i did like that record a lot yeah, they also whip in there, and I'll bring up a little bit more of this, but I think they did bring in like some aspects of jazz, jazz that sometimes doesn't make it into all the, the jazz ska bands, you know? Yeah. They do a more reggae style, and then this one tilts them a little more. Oh, we're doing the actual jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one was probably one that I was actually expecting in the year, like one that I was looking forward to with the Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. not only blew me away at supernova just backing up all of the the legacy acts that were playing but like they're just awesome people and then the the horn melodies uh unique singing just it does ska so well you know yeah i know we 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 had them we had a couple of them on the podcast earlier this year and so jj and i listened to a lot of eastern standard time just their, their discography this year and like just taking the moment to listen to them in that quantity made me really appreciate like their longevity and just like they're i think they're just one of the most underappreciated bands in Scott. and for them to have that for them to have had that platform at supernova this year when supernova was such a big deal for the ska scene this year um yeah. it, it feels like this year they're finally taking their victory lap they're finally like yes you all know who we are now and you appreciate us as you should have. <laughs> and I'm sure that, and I know that they're, that's, that's my words. That's not them. I'm not, you know, they're not, they don't have that attitude, but like, this feels like, uh, this feels like the year that they, they're finally getting the recognition that they maybe should have had for a decade or two. Oh man. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, yeah, man, that this this was almost on my list for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this, they, they got a steady lineup now that's been at least for the time I've known them the last like six years or something. So it's just getting tighter and tighter. 
Uh, I didn't get to go down for the Thanksgiving show for the pie tasters this year because I would go because Eastern Standard Time or Murphy's Kids was playing. They were in Chicago, so didn't go. And I do think on this record, like some of these songs just hit so hard. And yeah, this, I mean, this is also a spoiler alert on my list. But yeah, like they knocked it out of the park with this one. Like it sounds like Eastern Standard Time at their best. The next one was the Prize Fighters Punch Up. But uh, we talked about that one with Dane. Same thing. Those guys are just, you know, sweethearts. They're good people, good musicians, you know. Mm -hmm. So the next one was one that actually, the reason why it caught my ear was like the other one, that it had such a heavy jazz feel to it that at times I was like, wait, this is ska? (laughs) And it was the bartenders from Poland. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this wasn't one that was ever on my radar. I probably would have skipped it over if it wasn't for this, you know, going through them all. And I, I just keep going back to it. It's just, you know. I didn't realize they were from Poland. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, the vibe on this record is so different. I don't I don't know enough about jazz to put my finger on it, but it is, it is different than your usual ska jazz thing, right? Yeah, I think it's just like, I mean, I'm, as a horn player, I don't know anything about actual technical jazz stuff. But, uh, you know, they'll get in there with some more of the, the, the rhythms that aren't ska and reggae with the, the keyboard and the, the drums. And specifically, the whole solo sounds in a jazzy format instead of following a reggae format or something. You know, that's yeah. okay. Okay. So next on my list are two that we can uh, breeze past because we've already gone over them with Dean. I got the Flying Raccoon Suit record. Yeah. Just like I said earlier, completely by surprise on the second half. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing, one quick thing about Flying Raccoon Suit. Um, when I said Curly was singing on Longshot, I lied. It's it's Long in the Tooth. I, yeah, I yeah. Know, I, but not all of it. Long in the Tooth, not Longshot. Longshot's the same Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to correct you. That's all right. But, <laughs> <laughs> it. Next record is also Mustard Club. Same thing, just the general mindset behind it. Yeah. What's a Cody Freedom end of the year list without a Japanese ska jazz band? kind of early in the year i believe and it's still kind of stuck out i think it's because it gives me some i guess like a lot of japanese music does but it gives me like video game vibes and has that melody that just like you could listen to again and again and again repeatedly like you would if you have to play the level again so (laughs) i always think that's kind of interesting because i don't know what would make music more video gamey with the way you play it other than maybe if you tried to chip tune it or something like that would be my first Who's the band in the album? Oh, the Skamox. <laughs> oh, man, I love this record. Yeah. yeah, the one with the two kittens on it. Sorry, I didn't say the name. <laughs> I, put the al- I put the album title into like a Google pronunciation thing. I believe it's pronounced Nico Damashi. Okay. Um, okay. Everybody's welcome. Um, the the <laughs> Skamox were also on JJ's list and my list. Oh, my God, this record's so impressive to me.
it's it's definitely a ska jazz record, but it doesn't stay there. It doesn't stay in jazz, but it goes deep into jazz when it feels like it. And I agree about the melodies. Um, I, I do. There's I don't know what it is about Japanese music, but there's something between there's something inherently music video gamey to, to my ears. Maybe as well. it's just that most of the video game music we're we're used to growing up is Japanese, is Japanese. based. So <laughs> yes, there's of, of course. I mean, I I know I know that that's why. I just don't know where what we're hearing in both. You know. Yes. <laughs> This record felt like a like an evolution of the Scatolite sound to me. Like this sounded like um okay. neo scatolitesy, you know, like not not so ska jazzy, but just like like you said, as jazz as it wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which is probably man. the most jazz, you know, like how something Ooh. that's not punk rock can still be punk just by mindset. The most jazz thing sure. is to just be like, yep, we're just gonna we're gonna throw other genres in on the jazz even, not even the chords and stuff. Man, it's just so tropical and like like right from the jump, like the very first track is just like so up tempo and like boisterous and clean. Like it's this record, man. Yeah, I, I'm into this it. is not <laughs> this is not a band I'd ever heard of. Uh, this was this oh, yeah, is this is you, Cody. You got you. Your list gave me this band, and exactly uh, <laughs> I, the fact that they're on three of our top ten lists is wild. That like because if. I don't know. It's 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 a very big surprise uh, for a, a band like this because it's so like this album just was great, and I was so excited to see that other people had it on their list. Was this the first three so far? I think so. Or did you guys have a, another one with Dane? Oh, the first has got like three lists on it. Mm, oh, Pomps maybe. Um, yeah, Skymox is a band that I I learned about because of your uh, 2023 Sky release uh, playlist. Um, on any month that's uh, I'm having trouble finding finding people to go on the column, I immediately go to your playlist and just see what I missed, and just start scouring. And the, the pictures of the cats got me. Um, so this was one of the this is one of the albums that I, I would listen to a lot when I had to focus at work and just look at spreadsheets all day. It was it was one yeah. of my I need to focus albums. Yeah, I was just gonna say you know even to you know part of the bearded gentleman output the Scott Punk and other junk list is. You know how I'll find some stuff occasionally for this. Then there's also, you know, RJ from 23 Minutes of Sky. And on the upbeat is the Reddit, the Sky Reddit guy. He has a whole list of things that come out. And then yeah. another dude, uh, I am Seth on Reddit, is does even more background research on some of the things that I do. So just give a shout out to some of the people who uh, help me out with the, the list, even if they don't know it, you know. Uh, there's another buddy. guy um, there's another guy on facebook that nobody asked my opinion yeah oh yeah yeah he he's all he's always doing like the 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 album retrospectives but every month he'll have a, a whole this is what you should listen to and he, he puts the oh. genre in every single month of all the stuff that you know must listen to honorable mentions and this was neat mm -hmm. kind of, those kinds of categories okay I need more of that in my life, too. Yeah, I think it's cool. I also discover those things while looking through things for this list. So, yeah, I forgot about that resource. But, yeah, um, I think this next one is on at least our JJ's list, too. Uh, Aficionales from oh, yeah. Italy. That's, that's a different little record, huh?
this one originally caught my ear only because they have a song called uh, Winter in Napoli. And <laughs> my buddy has family from there and stuff. He's getting a whole sleeve of tattoos of like the church and then family crests and stuff like that. So I sent it to him as like, oh, look, here's a some bands from the area Italy that you're getting tattooed up all over if you want to ever see a show over there and then it just kept popping out on the list to me and I couldn't not include it 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 has a decidedly like Italian vibe to it right like almost like a rustic village it, kind it of feels like rural and folksy like folksy, melodic, yeah. melodically like a lot of it feels old melodically um, but like rhythmic like this this to me sounds like this feels very Jamaican with like traditional Scott, like traditional Scott, but they the melodies on top of it feel so old Europe. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, uh, and even cool the song play. even the song titles, like they're they're going for that. Like that is so right, intentional. Right, it's right. not like some side effect either. Yeah. Um it's a vibe, almost like the the spaghetti western is a vibe. Mm. Like they're 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 creating like a new like subgenre. Of yeah. just like this is actually spaghetti. This spaghetti. is actually spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't I somehow I missed this record until it was on some of your lists, and I'm grateful that it was on some of your your top tens because this was a treat. This was a delight to listen to. I also found a Napoli ska syndicate band or something that's related to them that probably has a lot of similar members. Because uh, I'll just go through fans also like on Spotify sometimes to find, especially all of these bands from other countries. Like uh, that's some one way I'll find a lot of those. Um, Digging and, deep. And then uh, my last one on here, actually I missed it in, back in the beginning of the year when it was released in like March or April, but it's The Capturers. Actually, the singer from this band, Babe Patrol, which I just learned right before learning that this was the singer from Babe Patrol. Uh, okay. It's got Jenny Whiskey from Hub City Stompers and Rude Girl Review, and then Pamela, the keyboard player from Rude Boy George, and then she's also been in Rude Girl Review. Uh, and then the guitarist used to be in The Big Scandal from Florida, and he's also been in Murphy's Law. Yeah, that's a good group. And I will say that uh, I don't know her name. I can't remember. But the singer of this band is so good. She's got like a dirty, like so much range on her singing. I, I think this out of all of the things I've heard of her past projects gets to show her range the most. And then Jenny Whiskey just showing her range, too, as the only horn. You know, I think that gets to she gets to show her showcase herself a little more as well i mean jenny whiskey is i mean obviously such a great sax player um 
but she's also like she's also got a history like before she used to be the only horn player in hub city for a while and she was the only horn player in bomb town and so like that seems like the right it seems like she knows how to to occupy that space you get like a x-ray specs vibe i think a little bit with this one uh lady yeah. horn player type of thing yeah kind of I don't remember what else I was going to say, but that's my 10 right there. <laughs> All right, Matt. Should I get into my list here? Yeah, I want to hear your list, Matt. All right. We're going to start at number 10. Los Caligaris. Muchas noches. Buenas gracias. Argentinian band and I don't know what it was about this record there's some goofy stuff on this record this is a band that's like I said they're from Argentina and I feel like Latin America lately is just hitting all kinds of different flavors and this is just this has got some flavors on it and I just like the flavors that's what I've got to say about that record uh, yeah, I did. It didn't catch my ear. Can can you maybe help me? What what should I go back and and? It's it's complicated. Like there's some stuff that's like there's some cumbia, there's some synthesizer, there's some jazz stuff. Like it's it's a it's a little bit broad, and like it just sounds like they're having fun. And it would this se- this seems like a fun band to see live. Like they're just hitting a lot of different stuff that's fun. Like they're not as concerned about being a ska band. They just have fun and there seems to be ska in it like that kind of thing yeah and there's there's like ska rock and there's there's some stuff that kind of reminds me of japanese ska in the way like the melody works and i don't know like there's i I feel like if you like a variety of ska there's a variety of ska on this record all right nothing sounds american or british but there's a variety of ska on this record (laughs) my number nine is faintest idea the road to sedition This is another band I had not heard of. I actually think the singer of their band reached out to me, just like shot me a message cold with like, hey, here's who I am. I'm from this band. And like he sent me this Google Doc. Uh, that was like to accompany this record and it included all of the lyrics to all the songs, but it also had like backstory uh, behind like what he was thinking about with the record, like each record, uh, each song that was on the record. And then there was also uh, a recommended reading list for like, if oh, you wow. found if you found the ideas of this song interesting and you want to know more, here's like eight books you can read to find out more. And I was like, awesome. yo, this is a hell of an introduction if you're somebody <laughs> like me. Like, this is the way you introduce yourself to Matt Wixon. All right, folks? That's Let that be lesson number one. Yeah, right? I was going to say, he you... found the right person with that EPK kit. Yeah. yeah, it can get you in a top ten, maybe. But 
Um, but yeah, like that that introduction and like this record too is like it's a really political record. But like the way that the again, like it's I'm I'm partly reviewing a Google Doc now. Um, <laughs> but like part of the way that he sold it was like these political ideas in each one of these songs mean so much to him that he's recommending books to the people that listen to this record. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, I've like there's there's political music and like sometimes political music can sound like sloganing or like a protest song but like this is somebody that genuinely wants to impart new ideas onto his listeners and also this record huh. this record is good yeah that's where i'm coming from like it's it's a fun ass like it, it sounds british um like a british yeah. ska punk sort of ska core i don't know i i like the ska core core part of it and I like the British part of it, and like I like the politics of it. This one was on my top ten for most of the year, but as as the uh, the fall started to hit and more releases, uh, it kept going down a little bit more. Yeah. But you know, in, in general, UK Scott Punk had a really good year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Popes of Chili Town had a new album. Yeah. Random um, Hand. Random Hand had a new album. I like that one too. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I was like, I don't know. I've heard of these guys, but like, oh, yeah, I was I was really happy to like finally like like hear them, hear them. Yeah. Popes of Chili Town. I feel like. Um, no, I didn't give Popes of Chili Town a chance. I'd seen their name for a while and I finally listened to them this year and I was like, man, I I really I don't think I gave them a shot just because I hated their name. <laughs> um, I thought it was Chill Town for a while and I thought it was I, cooler. I also and thought it was Chili Town. Town, and I was like, uh, "That's not as I don't get it now." It's not I honestly, I honestly thought when I thought when I thought their name was Popes of Chill Town, I thought it sucked, and when I learned it was Popes of Chili Town, I thought it was worse. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> but their band is so much better than either yeah. of the names that are in my head of theirs. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think honestly, um, when when Supernova announces their lineup, I I would be surprised if they don't have a lot of UK ska punk bands. You know, just bring them bring them all over here. They're 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 all doing amazing things right well, now. Faintest idea is coming for Croydon, actually. Or for oh, awesome. this is not Croydon Fest, so I am imagining that Faintest Idea might be doing other dates in America next year. Fingers crossed. My number eight is the Skamats Nikodamishi Nikodamashi. Shit. Um, which we've talked about. Uh, great ska record so from good. Japan. Number seven I put is Eastern Standard Time Clockwork. We've talked about great record. Shout out to those guys. Thank you for being on our podcast and for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Number six, Pannonia All Stars Ska Orchestra and Victor Rice Heritage. We obviously talked to these folks as well, but I really, really liked this record. <laughs> I think it would have been on my list even if I hadn't have like already dug into right. it. Right? No, um, of course. Like, because this is like, yeah. this is one of those records where it's like, oh yeah, Scott's never gone here before. <laughs> exactly, and that's and the fact that like I interviewed uh, Vic Rice years ago, and he was talking about this like somehow his dream because so much of his his musical influences bar talk and into, into uh, eventually blend the two. And like just to see the dream realized with like the the one band that's like perfect to do it like I don't know, and plus like th- this I don't know, my list is gonna be a lot of uh, 
stuff that I think is just a really great presentation of, of how what ska can be, and that's exactly what this is. It's it's the kind of thing that I want on the ska cannon all the time. It's uh, it's 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 blending ska in all the ways that it can and all the ways that it hasn't before, and you know like. Yeah, and if I'm you haven't board. listened to the episode that we did about the project, um, it's a record by this band from Hungary, Pannonia All Stars Scott Orchestra, um, that they made. They made this record with Victor Rice, and it's a lot of. It's all based on songs collected by, or that might have been collected by Bella Bartok, who, in addition to composing music, was an ethnomusicologist and collected folk songs all around Hungary, Romania, that area. And so, like, they took those kinds of songs and brought them into ska and reggae. And they're, it's a stunning thing. We talked in depth well, about and it. Based, and I like based it. on some similarities that are already there, kind of right, musically, right. too. Stuff that this, uh, that Vic Rice has noticed and no one else has really kind of, uh, yeah, and together. Yes. And Vic, Victor Rice has been like working on this. So, this has been a long time project. Like, one of his first solo songs was, had similar origins. Um, so like this has been a it seems like almost like a part of his life's work was like to eventually pull these things together into a record well i'm not surprised to see victor rice on either of your guys uh lists, to be honest so, <laughs> wow. but uh, i gotta actually give that one another listen because i didn't know all that uh background of it yeah that seems cool yeah same. it's it's also got fiddle on it and hurdy-gurdy it's got like folk instruments it's wild it's a very cool record yeah My number five record is Samuel Blazer, Roots, which is a yeah. straight up jazz record. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> like they're, they're, it's, they're playing ska, but like it's a jazz record. It's a jazz trombonist from Switzerland. Um, and he put together this band that is, it made this record that's kind of a, in tribute to Don Drummond. This album was being campaigned for. They didn't end up getting a nomination, but they were campaigning to get this album on the Grammy nomination for Alternative Jazz, Best Alternative Jazz Album. Oh, for real? Okay. Um, which would have been wild if it was nominated. Uh, but like, it's so cool to me that like, because I mean, I'm sure there are other examples. And I guess if you go to the 60s, those there's examples there. Um, but like, you don't hear a lot of, you don't hear jazz people coming to ska and then bringing ska into what they do as often as you'd hear ska people bringing jazz into what they do mm -hmm. so to hear like a jazz combo play like bring in music like from the scatolites and play it as a version of ska and as a version of jazz like this like i haven't heard a record that sounds like this before
yeah, this was on my short list for a while. And yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure why I bumped it, but um, yeah, totally deserving of a top 10 nomination. I'm glad it was on yours. Honestly, like I, I, I don't blame you for like, it didn't have to be high on a list. It didn't have to make a list, but it's like so good part, parts of it. Honestly, like there's some of it that's like, I'm, I'm not jazz enough to, to, to fully appreciate this yet. Like some of it kind of wears on me. I'm like, okay, this is going on too long. Um, but like it is because it is what it is like, I don't know. It represents something special to me, and it's also executed really well. Generally speaking, also there's we scratch Perry's on on it towards the end of the album. Yeah, that's not really even part of why it's on here. As much as I love Lee Perry, but like Lee Perry is also on this jazz record. <laughs> My number four album is The Prize Fighters Punch Up, which is the other album that's on three of our four lists. Okay. Okay. Nice. My number three album is Power Up Just Devils, which we've talked about already and which I'm just so impressed by and so excited that I love a Skycore album as much as I like this album. Also, for so for a while, I put out so much of my solo music on Open Hand Records, which Aaron Hibbert, the singer of, of Power Up, uh, used to run, a little DIY yeah. record label. And... It's so cool that he's come back to music with such a high profile band. Like he deserves this and I'm I'm just stoked about Power Up and the attention they're getting. Yeah, the fact that he's got someone to help him with the release of the music and marketing of it now they oh, yeah. can focus on doing merch and banners and stuff is also really produce good. like he's got he's got everything working for him now and he's also just an inc- like i can't believe his vocals like i'm so upset that he's such a good singer he can also rip on a saxophone like it's, come on yes i i'm aware he's played saxophone for matt wixon before he's also played but, bass uh, for matt wixon's flying circus before yeah, like I don't know, all all of that. He's got everything working for him, and he's such a wonderful person and a talented person. And I'm so glad that he's got this band that everybody can pay attention to. <laughs> My number two record is Jesse Wagner and Western Standard Times Blue Beat Holiday. And I don't give a fuck what you think about my number two record being a Christmas record. It's an, it's an amazing record. Better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. I, I knew you were into it, but I didn't know it was going to be a top 10 of the year for you. I legitimately think this might be the most mainstream ska record since No Doubt. <laughs> mainstream facing mainstream ready like any this is the classiest easiest for your grandma to listen to ska record <laughs> and i i just think it's such an accomplishment that a couple of a couple of groups a couple of entities from the ska world combined to make this this christmas record i don't know i, I yeah. think that all of it all of it works. The fact that there's something that's plausibly rat packy in the Scott world now, uh, like didn't exist really yeah, before I, this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want to see what they do without the Christmas schlock 
tied around like, their neck even, too. Like, like I, w- I want to see that, you know. The Christmas part honestly might be holding it back, but like the fact that it is a Christmas record kind of puts it into its own space anyway. Like we we mentioned this on the on our most recent on our recent Christmas episode, but like this is this is going to be part of a ska fan's Christmas for the rest of their lives. Any ska fan is going to hear this record at least once a year. It's amazing. Well, I haven't actually listened to it yet, but I have an unopened copy. I just haven't listened to it yet because my percussionist is borrowing my record player. Otherwise, I'm just waiting to put on the record to listen to it for the first time. And, and honestly, Jesse's the perfect singer for this band. And I think it, I think it has the ability and the power, if it gets the right momentum, to be a mainstream Christmas album, you know? Why can't it be up there with, with Buble's Christmas? You know, it's it's in my opinion, it's better than Buble's Christmas. But like, I I think I, like we said this when we had uh, Aton and Jesse on the show to talk about the album. It's you can listen to this album and forget that you're listening to a ska album, which is wild for a band that's very clearly a ska band. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. I thought you were going to say that you'd forget you're listening to a Christmas record, but nope, forget it's a Scott. Okay, no, cool. that part's pretty in your face. Yeah, the Christmas. <laughs> Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey is hard to hide. And then my number one record uh, was the yeah. Loving Poppers Ladders. Also, were contending for a Grammy nomination and did not grab one. I, I went a while. I went a while without listening to the Loving Poppers. I loved Lines, their previous record, and I kind of forgot about them. And I saw them at Supernova. This record came out the weekend of Supernova, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> what was I doing forgetting about this band?" Because this band, this album hit me hard, just like the last one did. And I don't know what it is about this band. It's another Victor Rice production. I don't know what it is about this band. There's something so authentic. How did I forget that? There's something so authentic, authentically Jamaican to what they do, like rhythmically. But then again, like a lot of, I think it's a lot of the things I've talked about this year. Um, Like they're doing something fresh on top of it like the keyboard there's something about their keyboard that sounds like the loving poppers and their vocal melodies don't sound like anything you would hear in reggae it's all like 60s pop kind of psychedelic pop maybe i don't know like there's something so special about the sound of this band and it's subtle and it's hard to describe but like everything is working Like they it's like it's like really well produced like it's it's not produced strictly like a reggae record um which it doesn't sound like a victor rice record i forgot that it was victor rice i mean it's definitely yeah i mean it's definitely a victor rice it doesn't sound i mean 
parts of it sound like a Victor Rice record, but it's more dense than a Victor Rice record typically would be, I think. There's more production, I think. He has a way of making any band sound like his music and I, I i didn't i didn't get a whiff of that while listening to loving poppers this like last week okay know? actually w- let me just say this though technically this was not produced by victor rice it was only mixed by victor rice the loving poppers okay. produced it themselves which is why it might not sound like victor okay. rice victor rice but they produced it, it with easy star or something probably one of their studios sure. or something like that probably like uh uh yeah i think i've got a future with this record like i i, I want to listen to this one more it's already yeah it's a foregone conclusion you know yeah Ooh, do i get to go i think it's your turn jj i did my turn Woohoo! all right so <laughs> in kind of not particular order but i i guess it's kind of in order yeah yeah own that order yeah um let's say number 10 gramophone all-stars with an album called call your friends All-Stars, they have gone through like a couple different iterations. Like they've they've been a few different things and now they are again on some new shit. Man, when you had this record on your list, I was like, I feel like I know what this record's going to sound like. And it did not sound like the record I thought it was right? going to sound like. Yeah. No, I, I was like, yeah, okay, Gramophone All-Stars have a new record. Like, okay, whatever. No, like new shit. Like new shit. Yeah. This... Um, not that swinging anymore. They're not that big band sound like they were last time or a couple of no, it's ago. like popping like funk r&b kind of vibe synthy in places tropical yeah. love it love it yeah cool vibe uh number nine loving poppers we just just talked about it lush mm-hmm. uh yeah i kind of want to hear more of the, the the lyrics to that because like i was saying like songwriting's been kind of a feature of this and i feel like they like they have lyrics worth listening to i just haven't i haven't dug in yet you know yeah one thing I like about their songs is like, I don't, I'm, I'm on the surface, like first listen, I don't know, fifth listen, if I'm not paying attention, I don't necessarily know what their songs are about. They're kind of mysterious. You can dig into them a little. Yeah, that's cool. I like, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Those things could mean something different when you listen to it in five years type of thing yeah. too, you know? That's the coolest uh, revelation on some music is like, Whoa, this made sense back then, but now on a different level, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, above that, I've got Pannonia All-Star Scott Orchestra with Heritage, like we talked about. Yeah, I don't think I have anything really to add to that. Uh, the Officinales above that with Back to Sorrento. We talked about that. that was on Cody's list, I think. That that old world Europe sound. Uh, yeah, I feel like there wasn't like a lot of like out there ska jazz, like... I don't know. Like, I feel like there was like about six solid Scott Jazz records this year, and like this is definitely one of them. Um, above this, I put in an EP. I I didn't have any reservations about. I I, I mean, I wish it was longer. I wish it was a full record. Uh, Be decent. Having a laugh.
our friend Jimmy Doyle and a uh, friend of the show, uh, Ken Partridge. They got a new band, and I don't know. Like, Jimmy Doyle's been in a lot of bands that I like, but this is like, this is him hitting the right chord for himself. Like, this is this like. This one hit me hard because of the content as well. Like, the I think it just lined up with the, what I needed in, in my life with the, you know, mental health and trying to be a better person and being decent i guess is what it's all about so it's got a two-tone vibe it's punky to me this record the sound of it reminds me of it's like elvis costello meets operation ivy yeah yeah and i agree like these these songs like these lyrics are so spectacular uh this is a record like the that lyrics lyric wise means a lot to me this year and Jimmy Doyle's an old friend, and uh, their their bassist Kenneth Partridge is also a former guest of our show, author of a book, Hell of a Hat, very good book, recommended. Uh, yeah. yeah, like this be decent record is a I, I'm a fan. I am a fan of Jimmy Doyle in general, but like these so- yeah. these songs plus that Cranberries cover, like all of it works for me. I I really like I, this is. This is what he needs to be doing. Like, I think he's, I think he's on the right track right now. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm particularly happy that it's a person that I know that's also, you know, going through this change in his life that seems like very positive mm-hmm. for himself mentally and everything. So, and he wants to spread that, which is even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, songwriting. Like, I, I just, I, I felt, I felt something in the lyrics. Like immediately, I didn't, I didn't have to dig. You know, like. Yeah. It's very positive. It's like a very posy record. <laughs> uh, I think it's in my number five spot. It's Ed Rome with his album Unsubscribe. This is the one that I bumped. Should I call him out? I guess. I don't know. I, I, I was really liking the um, uh, Boss Capone and Patsy record. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted some skinhead reggae on, on my on my list. There wasn't a lot of skinhead reggae going on this year. Yeah. It felt like. It's yeah. okay that that's a trend that's kind of on the wane. But Hey, like, I, I just uh, might not be with my finger on the pulse of the skinhead reggae scene, too. I, I'm not a say all that it exists or not. Uh, it's just what I came across on the list there. right although you right. did have it something felt... on the list that wasn't on my list that i added so that was interesting okay Ooh. and there was a skinhead reggae band that i discovered this year um the band from korea that um oh yeah what were they called um i have to think of it hold on you you put one of theirs um yep on the back half of your playlist right i did and i really like that record i had to really think about that what were they called the resetters yeah, the resetters. Yep. Oh yeah, that yeah, one was originally in some content. Never made it to my secondary list, but yeah. Yeah, that that album blew me away when I heard it. Um, just that, I think they might have been one of my favorite discoveries of the year. So the the Boss Capone and Patsy, like really solid record, really fun record. Like they they that dude has has got a thing going, you know. But uh, when I started looking at what I'm really appreciating and the uh, on my list it's the songwriting and i was like no i 
this Ed Rome record, Unsubscribe, it's, I've, I've talked about Ed Rome before on the show. I forget exactly when it came up, but like he, he impressed me about 15 years ago with like a little EP. And now uh, this record here, uh, yeah, he's, he's just got a point of view. He's got a really unique voice. It's definitely not trad and it's not Scott Punk. It's, it's just kind of like a singer songwriter kind of ska. Yeah. And I really like the sound. Uh, I'm really glad he's still making music. Yeah, I'm glad to see Ed Rome out here. Hell yeah. In these streets. <laughs> Above that, I got the Pomps. Uh, was that number four? I think we talked about that. Again, songwriting, yeah. vibe, just all of it. it. It could be in a commercial. Like, some of these songs could, like, mm-hmm. sell a Toyota or some <laughs> shit, you know? Like, it's so good. Um, Let's see. The number three spot is a band... I don't know if I want to like say like oh I fully endorse this as an album because it's almost like um, the kind of thing where you drop one of these into a playlist it's going to be killer you put one of these on like a mixtape or something that's what you really want the blue tone stompers have such a weird sound damn they stole my blue billet. definitely got like an affectation that's like somewhere between like Screamin' Jay, Louis Armstrong and Louis Armstrong, I was gonna say, yeah. But a little like mm-hmm. Tom Waits at times too. Like Tom Waits too, yes, for sure. He's it's definitely in the back of the throat, this guy. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a unique style that I had never heard before this record. So yeah, imagine that, like a like a Louis Armstrong kind of guy doing pre-ska Jamaican boogie shuffle, like doing right, blue like beat. Right, like blue beat, like pre-blue beat. Right. Yeah. Um, very lo-fi production. I don't know. Just like, like I said, I don't know if I want to sit and listen to this whole, whole record, but the whole record is so fucking audacious and crazy and unique. and It's a really interesting flavor, yeah. and yeah. it's cool. I'm glad that we're talking about it. On this, on this show. It's cool that we get that. I wasn't record. going to not put them on there. Yeah. yeah, it's too good. Above that, I got the Ska Mots. Mm-hmm. We talk about them a lot. Yeah, just like hit me right off the bat. And that whole record is just like that. That This record, I'm going to listen to a ton. Like this is, this is Neko Dam, Damashi. This record makes me scared to want to try and start collecting Japanese ska records. So. <laughs> like, no, I don't need that extra in my collection. Yeah. <laughs> the import fees, no. The the feeling reminds me of a couple years ago, we, we put Ja Jazz Orchestra on our 2020 list, maybe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that feels like this record 
Or like in the same we were family, so yeah. So impressed and like and sure enough, I've really like stuck with that record. I, I, I really get that feeling with this one. Yeah, I keep going back to that record as well. Uh and for my number one spot, I want to remind everybody that uh unlike maybe some of my contemporaries on this show, my list is a Scott and Reggae list. Clearly. <laughs> because this next record is totally not Scott. I mean to be to um, be fair, and I thought about bringing this up earlier, but like some of some of the records like the Loving Poppers is also not a Scott record. Oh, exactly. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're yeah we're. I told I told our guests to find Scott how you please. <laughs> My number one spot goes to Pachi Man with the album Switched On. a month ago my friend greg just reached out to me and was like have you heard of this and i was like uh i guess i'll listen to it whatever oh my god immediately i was like oh my god i'm in love with pachi man like um and his new record is is even better than like his older stuff as as i can i don't know as i compared it one afternoon this was the one i didn't know and put it on the list after i saw your list so oh you got to it's like this He's got records before this. He wasn't on my radar, and it's disappointing to me because this is such an interesting artist. He's like, he's like a, a solo dude that's making kind of he's making dub music. I think he's kind of grassroots about it too. I think that's why it's like yeah. taking a minute to to hit us. Like it's he's, it's um, all very DIY. It seems uh, he's a, a Puerto Rican guy playing coming out of LA, and uh, he's doing dub reggae. But he has got like a. Um, I guess Matt, you you called it a polyrhythm. You you called it a wiggle, and I'm like, hell yeah! It, every it's not it's not that straight reggae. It's not that one drop. It is like it's got like a little it's got little hips to it. Like, like, we were um, we were talking like you were you were like, why does this sound so much more like dance energetic or something than than dub usually does to me? And I'm like, well, because like dub's usually really sparse and like. The drum parts of these songs are so complicated. I mean, not complicated, but like they're so intricate. Like there's a lot of different stuff going on where it's like, yeah, it's not just a one drop and like the same like four bass notes in a space or something like it's got space like dub. He very much understands dub, but he's not listening to his music and like seeing some of the seeing some live videos of him like building these songs. He feels he feels to me like an artist that like I can relate to heavily. Um, I love to hear you say that, Matt. Okay. No, I, I was like, I was like, no, I, I, I feel like he's like a signpost for you. Like, I was like, I, I want to hear more like this, like from Matt. When I saw that video, I was like, I could see Matt doing something like this. Like, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, um, Common Sense Kid f- felt familiar to me in like a, that's where I came from kind of thing. Like, Hatchy Man feels like a, that's where I could be heading kind of thing. Like. There's definitely like having seen some of the way he works, and I mean, her, listen to this record a few times. Uh, there's definitely something for me to learn from him, and like I'm really stoked that I've gotten exposed to him this year. Dude, yeah, I, yeah, and I gotta say, Greg, my, Greggy, Reggy, Greggy, uh, he's turned me on to like so much good stuff. But like, uh, I am eternally grateful that he he just reached out to me and just turned me on to this shit. Like, I number one of the year, definitely. <laughs>
but also like as much as he's like uh like he's a he's a dub artist and he should be on the radar of the ska scene he's also been for years like featured in some npr programs like he's on the radar of some like cool people with good tastes um and has already been and it's just it's it's taken <laughs> it's taken jj and i it seems at least i don't know what's going on in la but i just started finding out about a bunch of dub producers too like did anyone listen oh. to satanic puppeteer orchestra it's oh, like no. a robot record are you saying satanic or santic satanic uh puppeteer okay. orchestra i learned that that's the dude dub robot does anyone know who that is Mm-mm. He's the sax player for Long Beach Dub All Stars, and used to be with Sublime back in the day. Oh, he plays sax all over that Dub Christmas record I posted in the chat. Yeah, uh, okay. I've been learning all just two. Like I, I got the record in the mail, and it had a Satanic Puppeteer Orchestra thing, and it connected all these dots in my head. And it was just like, there's <laughs> so, such a cool Dub reggae scene it seems going on in California, and they just are all collabing. Interesting. Seems cool. I like the way you think, Cody. Is that everybody's top tens? I think so. So, Matt, you noticed something really cool after comparing all four of our top ten lists, and that is uh, the few places where we overlap creates its own top ten list of sorts. So, so ten albums appear in at least two of our lists, and a few of them appear in three of our lists. Uh, running down from ten to one, we got Mustard Plug, Where Did All My Friends Go?, Power Up, Just Devils, uh, The Officionales, Back to Sorrento, Pannonia All-Stars with Heritage on Bartok's Path, Eastern Standard Time with Clockwork, The Loving Poppers with Ladders, Flying Raccoon Suit with Moonflower. All right, so uh, and then in the top three spots, we got The Pomps, Bottom of the Pomps, The Prize Fighters with Punch Up, and uh, The Skamots with Nakodamashi. We will be sharing these 10 as a playlist. So just search Spotify for HornPod. You should be, uh, you should see it there as our true 2023 top 10 list. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Can I tell you about a story in Ska in 2023? Yes. Yes. So, so a band, one band that released an album this year uh, is the Austrian band Ruskaya. Mm-hmm. who um, they do a, I mean, they've been around for a while and they're not Russian, but a lot of their sound is kind of Soviet themed. Like they're kind of a Soviet send up band. Mm -hmm. Good timing. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so they, they broke up this year. Yeah. Oh. After they received so much pressure regarding the Ukraine war that like people were giving them death threats and things because like they were perceived to be supporting Russia. Yeah, they like they broke up the week they, they broke up the week the new release came out too. Yeah, but like they they released an album and then they're like by the way we broke up. That was like 20 uh, that was like in February maybe. Yeah. Um and this record, like this record almost, this was in com- competition for uh, my top 10 as well. Their album Turbo Polka, uh, is that right? Yeah, Turbo Polka Party. Because like they do, they do this thing that's like very, 
it's got like the old school like i mean there's polka in the name like they they've got like the european folk dance kind of thing blended into ska and ska core and whatever else. But, yeah um but i just wanted to like shout out this band for making a great record and also being like having this long legacy and then being fucked by vladimir putin's assault on ukraine to the point where their career was ended by it like this is it's it's yeah. sad that like they that this is the kind of this is the ending of this band i also wanted to shout out a record by the magnetics another italian band they made an album called cocktails and fairy tales which almost made my top 10. because that's technically two EPs from last year, I think. So. I, that honestly was one of the reasons that kept it off my list. Huh. Uh, but, but I like but, those two. But that record to like, it's another record from the rest of the world that like is in a little bit more broad with the ska. And oh, they, yeah. they went all over Latin America with it. And there's a little bit of punk edge and a lot of Jamaican into it. And like, I don't know, all like just really good, catchy songwriting hooks for days. Like great record. Also Cooley Ranks put out a solo record days gone by, which oh, yeah, for, yeah. for my money is more pilfers than the last pilfers record. And uh -huh. also almost uh -huh. made my top 10. Um, some of these songs were solo records, solo demos that I've had for 20 years almost that he finally put out on a record. Um, and this solo record from Cooley hit a lot of good notes for me. And Okay, I'll check that out. Uh, can we talk about how Duran Duran uh, did a cover of Ghost Town this year? Oh yeah, on their cover record. <laughs> I didn't even know about it. Okay. I didn't know. Um, Vic Ruggiero covered Weezer in a single. Oh my God, that sing! Oh God, what was the band called? Uh, the Nice Ups? The Nice Ups. They had the <laughs> Buddy Holly sung by Vic Ruggiero, which gave us What's the Matter, What's the Matter, What's the Matter You in Vic's voice. What's the matter you? What's with these homeboys dissing my girl? Why do they got a fun? What did we ever do to them? But then on the other side, Say It Ain't So, sung by Jesse Wagner, and he, like, it sounds so perfect. Like the yeah. Buddy Holly song, the Buddy Holly single sounds like a novelty. Because it's Vic and it's that song, but, but that's the comparison of the two singers. Sure, I mean yes, <laughs> like Vic can get there too, but Vic's Vic, more Vic, yeah. Vic is a than... Vic is a clown, <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> um, but like, and then like, but say it ain't so on the other side. Also, weird choice for a band to form to record two reggae covers of Weezer. Mm -hmm. Not, yeah, but did I, anyone? 
Absolutely not. Did you not listen to Jawbreaker? It. No. There was a band called Jawbreaker that just did three uh, Jawbreaker songs about weed. Wait, <laughs> I, feel I like have that, that seven was inch. A, I feel like that was a. Th- was it recent or are you talking no, about that something was like, long? Okay. That was okay. like 10 then, years ago, maybe. Yeah. Then I oh, did okay. hear that because I was going to be like, there's no way somebody did that again. No, no, no. I yeah. did hear it the first time. Well, if we're doing quick shout outs, um, two, two, two that I really want to shout out, but didn't put on the list because of reasons. Um, one of them was Atlas and Oracle. They're a, they're a band on the East Coast. And this year they, they purposely did three seven song eps and basically they're calling it the seven 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 trilogy um the first was all collabs the second was covers and the third was uh more ska punk with no synth because you know the first two songs are are more synth and uh you know the the singer of the band to me kind of sounds like you know kind of that like mellow gravelly randy newman's newman-esque song uh a voice so i really really like atlas and oracle um and then also they yeah i like them too they didn't make my uh my short list but they did make my my top 23 list um the barbicide folks um i've always i've always liked mephiscopheles so and i know i know Brand Dog's been playing playing with Barbicide for a while, but this is their first album, so it was, yeah. it was a really, really good album. You know, it's got um, the original horn players, Michael. Um, so I really like Barbicide too. Yeah, lots of lots of OG Meth players on that record, and that was a pretty cool record. So, I don't know the Barbicide; they didn't hit me vocally. Like I, I really like I the the horns feel so familiar, and then like as soon as the singer starts, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think in my review of the album when it came out, I think I described it as um, like Rocky Horror Picture Show esque with um, John Waters. I, I liked the I liked the, the the grandiose nature of the of the vocals on the songs. Well, I can also do a, a, a another shout out to a Michigan band that was that was discovered this year for me. Oh yeah, uh, they're called the Bellmarks. Ba- uh, basically, oh, it's yeah. it's it's former members of the Tellways and former members of the Articles and some some new folks. Um, then one other band, I can't think of the name of the band real quick, uh, right offhand. Um, but they've kind of formed, they got the, um, Motown sixties, um, with ska going on, trad ska sixties, Motown feel. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. They, they, they put out a three song EP, um, two vocals and then one that was an instrumental. Yeah. I noticed them. They're pretty good. It looks like you lost out again this time, baby. Looks like you walked up too late once again. Cause I ain't the kind of guy to be having. No little girl driving me out of my mind. Oh yeah, actually, uh, a record that almost made it on my list was uh, Volume Six of the um, of the Still Stubborn. I Man. really enjoyed that one in particular. And it featured it featured Matt. It really did turn out to be a very good volume, which is yeah a blessing considering that many volumes that already come out. You would think it would start to lose some steam, but like I was like, this is this is this is a contender for the year. Yeah, yeah. There was an EP by Los Malhablados. God, I don't know Spanish. Los Malhablados, um, out of I think they're out of Portland. Yeah, the West Coast. That's Eric who played on every band at Supernova. Yes. Saxophone guy. That guy. 
Um, I mean, you can tell from the name there. There's some Spanish in them. Uh, they're a ska core band, and they have an EP called Live at Bridge City Sessions. I'm not sure if it's on streamers if, or if it's only on Bandcamp. It's like I said, it's a live EP of ska core, and it is so intense. And it starts with an instrumental, which is like kind of a jazzy ska core song. And that's exciting. And like all of it, the whole thing is very brutal. It's like, okay. they also just wrapped up a bunch of dates with the Slackers, Chris Murray and Voodoo Glow Skulls uh, yeah. throughout the West Coast. Like they were on that little package, which has to have been a wild tour. Oh yeah. Yeah, you go like the both opposite directions from where they're already at. You're like <laughs> right. even heavier and even more ska. <laughs> You're like big Jamaican, big ska core. Way Jamaican, way Scott. <laughs> One record that we didn't discuss that is absolutely not a ska record, but may have more ska than some of the records we've put on our lists already is 100 Gex, their album 10,000 Gex, which I know is not a band loved by a large portion of the ska scene, but is a band that I fucking adore. And they went so much more ska on this second mm -hmm. album than they had on their first record. And I don't know what it means, and I don't know where this is heading. I'm a little bit scared. No, I think if they fuck around a little bit, like, they might make Scott mainstream again. Like, them, not anybody else. It might be 100 <laughs> gigs that does it. I turned on the news, and it said that I was the number one most wanted person in the United States. The United States, the most wanted person in the United States. In the United States, the United States, the most wanted person in the United States. It's crazy to me that there's this band that's like Dada is postmodern fucking we'll throw anything into a song and we'll make it catchy because we can. And they choose to use specifically third wave Scott as like one of their ingredients as like one of their one of the things like they add to their pastiche or whatever uh, as and, and like the same way that they use new metal and dubstep and like these other kinds of things that are like they were maybe trends in the mainstream for a couple of years, but now they only live on in the underground or apparently a 100 Gex hyper pop record. And it's got songs that like Frog on the Floor sounds like it's a Real Big Fish song, but like if if it was somebody making fun of Real Big Fish, but like I don't know if they're making fun of it really. I think they might just be celebrating it. It's it's a complicated record. I don't know what any of what their relationship is with Ska. Um, I know that they're from Missouri and that they could have come up listening to JJ on the radio. No, I, I, like, I like 100 Gex, um, and I think they're being, I think they're 100% sincere. I, I do too. They weren't on uh, Cody's list though, right? Um, I might've posted it if Matt posted it. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure. They're not usually on my radar, but I am a I can't fan imagine of they, I wouldn't. I can't imagine they would have made your list, to be honest. <laughs> But like, I mean, like, I've like four, seen four, your posts four, make it sometimes. So, four of the ten songs have ska parts, and one of them samples a reggae song. I've put records that had less on. I know uh, for sure. Like, I mean, I I feel like there's records we've already talked about that have less on them. Um, but like, I don't think that what they do it it takes from ska, but not as it takes from ska as like. A, a pop phenomenon not as a musical style but like i feel like they're referencing things that society has agreed to talk shit about and they're like no we're bringing it in <laughs> 
I mean, it is becoming a thing, though. Like Eichler's and Eichler's is producing other people's and doing his remixes on things. So I think it is kind of a, I don't know how popular it will get, but it is becoming a bigger branch of the scene. I think that's part of the reason why I like Eichler's so much is because Ike is just a really awesome dude. I met Ike before I heard Eichler's and because he was such a genuine person, I gave his music a genuine listen and I, I fell in love with his music, even the even before he started doing the Hyperstar stuff. You know, he, he's just, he's good. I like him. I like him a lot. And now he's, I, I mean, he, he just did guitar for Omnigon for a little bit too. Oh yeah. I don't love Eichler's music, but I love the idea that someone is doing that. And so for that reason, I'm also excited to see what happens next with their music, because like he's he's definitely onto something that's fresh, that's original. And I mean, there there must be a market for it. Right. Like like even if he hasn't found it yet and maybe he has, I don't know. Uh, but like there has to be a market for this, uh, if not yesterday, then maybe tomorrow. And I'm very excited to see what that evolution like that that branch of ska ends up going towards because like i said like 100 gex is exciting to me their last record was one of my favorite albums the year that came out and obviously i'm into ska so like the the interface between those two styles is very interesting to me that's something that interests me i don't know if i've seen it executed in a way that appeals to me necessarily but that doesn't but it's not because of a closed mind or anything i'm just waiting for the thing that hooks me and i'm excited to 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 find it who knows maybe 15 years there'll be a victor rice hyper ska produced record so yeah i just i just want to see what people mix with ska next yeah yeah that's what i'm excited about Hey guys, do you want to um, plug anything? Where where should people find you? Well, for me, I'm on the internet. Um, I write. I'm writing for uh, beardedgentlemanmusic.com uh, every Monday. Every last Monday of the month, I have my Scott column come out, except for December because I'm doing my best of. Um, and then um, you know, I've got uh, Almighty Danish is my, my my main account on just about every social media uh, access. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at two underscore oh underscore three if you got songs that need to be on the playlist. And uh, otherwise, if you're in New England, I'd say hit up Subway to Scaville, CT Ska, 413 Ska, or Boston Ska for some shows. That's the best I got at the moment. Man, I really appreciate you guys being on the show, really like filling out our, mm-hmm. our sound, really giving us a good representation of the year. Yeah, I feel like um, we couldn't have done this episode nearly as well without both of you. So thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's always Sweet. cool to see other people's different takes and uh, similarities. So. And it's always cool to just talk sky with yep. people, you know? Hell yeah, yeah, that's what I'm about. <clears throat> yeah, I'll check yeah. out uh, Dane's 23 and 23. That'll be... Uh, We'll Next Wednesday. Highlight of my end of the year. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for having us. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, this concludes another episode of Horn Pod. If you like this kind of thing, maybe tell your friends. If you have thoughts on what we've said tonight, give us a call at 16 Horn Pod 15 on any real phone and uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, but more than anything, please just keep coming back for another episode of Horn Pod. And yeah, keep on rocking in the free world. I'm going to be 40. I got music coming out. Thanks for listening to us all year and have a great new year and Christmas and we'll see you in 2024. <laughs> all right. We did it. Bye guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you so I much. I really appreciate it.